Brandon Spivey here. Aaron Whitlow. And we are the Markout Mark Movie Podcasters. Podcasters. And in today's episode, uh, we are reviewing... Spartacus, no, we We're reviewing Summer of 84, a movie... Uh, do you know what year it came out, Brandon? 2018. 2018? Yep. Uh, but takes place in 84 19, uh, 1984 place uh, in the year 84 not to be confused with uh, other 84s like 1784 or 16 or, or 1684 15, 14 13 yeah there's other 84s it's, uh, i guess that's what you're saying that's what i'm saying 1984 all right but uh let's see i'm trying to get it pulled up i i always say that i'm ready but i'm not really ready um so forgive me for my uh what a way to begin the podcast. We're ready. Aaron's not. Yeah, yeah I'm not. Uh, summer of 84. Give me a moment. And then my dog is looking out the window. Uh, nice job, Cole. Keep looking. <laughs> so uh, here we go. Summer of 84. Let me go to the uh, what this movie's about. Um, I can do it pretty much without this, but I'm going to look it up real quick. Anyway. After suspecting that their police officer neighbor is a serial killer, a group of teenage friends spend their summer spying on him and gathering evidence. But as they get closer to discovering, um, it's more to read. Good job, IMDb. Uh, as they get closer to discovering the truth, things get dangerous. Uh, this movie is starring... Uh, let's see. Here you go. Graham Bircher as Davy Armstrong, Judah Lewis uh, as Tom, uh, Tommy Eats Eden. Y'all might know him from uh, Babysitter Killer and Babysitter Killer Queen. Uh, yeah, that dude. Yeah, that guy. Uh, then uh, Caleb Emery as Dale Woody Woodworth. He's been in something else as well. I can't think of what it was. He's a it wasn't appropriate. <laughs> what were you about to say? Okay. <laughs> you about to say something inappropriate about this kid. And then uh, Corey Grutter, uh, Grutter Andrew as Curtis uh, Faraday. And then uh, Tierra Scobie as Nikki Kesowitz. And real quick, I mentioned two more mentions. Rich Sommer as Wayne Mackey. And then Jason Gray Stanford as Randall Armstrong. Now, Jason, I know him from Muck. He was in Monk for many years. I have that show. Never seen it. Yeah, uh, you ought to watch it. Where's the numbers at, Brandon? Oh, the numbers. Let's get to the numbers. It's got a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. 5 out of 5 on Facebook. Kudos to Facebook participating. Yeah, way to be there, Facebook. <laughs> 90% like it on Google. It's got a 72% Rotten Tomato score, so it's considered fresh. Certified. Fresh. Certified fresh. Not just considered. It is certified. Yep. And 67% like it on the audience meter. So. Which, that's not bad. It's honestly. not bad, but I'm ashamed of the audience. The audience should be Maybe it's, it's one of those things because the audience didn't see it as much as, you know, the critics watched it. I loved it. Uh, but I watched it as a fan. We got my boy, Bilfer, the Hobbit. He's here. He's here. Thank you for joining, bro. All right. Um, so, yeah, we're uh, talking about Summer of 84. Um, down. First of all, uh, I don't like leaning. Don't be weird, me. I can anyway. Uh, focus. Yeah, yeah, focus, right? Best karate still inside you. Paint fence. You no, know, I'm not painting no fence. Who I look like, Huck Finn? 
Tom Sawyer. Anyway, anyway, ha 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 ha, Joker. Anyway, let's get back to it. Uh, 1984, summer, summer 84. Yeah. Uh, me and Brandon was talking before this. Like, I'm over the uh, nostalgic 80s films. Uh, I love the 80s, but like it's time to move into the 90s right yeah i feel it that's how i feel i feel like things are moving to the 90s i did start watching uh fear street uh 1994 part one you know Uh, what you you actually said it reminded you of scream which is fitting yeah considering the 90s yeah scream was all that scream scream was tail end of the 90s right 96 96 towards the middle there yeah scream was great Scream. See, that's the thing about it. And watching, and I'm not talking about '84 real quick. I'm talking about Fifth Street. Yeah, you can't repeat it. Like Scream was so ahead of the game. It was so meta. It was so great, uh, man. Uh, the writing. Then you have uh, um, Craven in it. Uh, yeah, you know. Is- yeah, and it just was such a monumental film that ushered in. Uh, plethora of copycats you know from uh from uh urban legend to i know what you did last summer to uh what's that one that was very very much uh, not not just a scary movie but you know like those yeah it's very but uh, like valentine yeah valentine yeah with david boreanaz um i i always go that's denise richards man i mean that's yeah she's in there too she is <laughs> but uh but yeah uh it's uh those else, movies but... like like screen not screen but uh yeah screen ushered in those type of films just like i would say saw maybe ushered in the the torture porn era maybe hostile maybe more credited you know, I, to that but i don't consider the first saw torture porn it's not it's not but i think that of course, I think after that they kind of took on like that type yeah, of James mind. left. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, just left. But the first one though really wasn't. But I think well maybe I'll say hostile. Hostile definitely was actually. You know, just like uh, I would say, uh, we we mentioned TCM ushered in that hillbilly horror segment that happened. You know, I like, like to say like, redneck, but you know, yeah, let's go hillbilly. Hillbilly horror. Why are you gotta be weird about it though? <laughs> All right, but. Uh, because that's who I am, and I'm weird. Yeah, you are. I never deny this. But anyway. I embrace it. Yes, you embrace something. But anyway. I embrace uh, it all, buddy. But my, my point is this. Uh, with Fear Street, real quick. With Fear Street, I felt, uh, and I'm still watching it, so I'm, I haven't gave a, a definitive conclusion on this. But I, I feel it. like I feel like it's very much, it. it trying even the beginning reminds me of a scream type of beginning and and for what it's worth man you know i've seen that we've seen those type of films uh and scream in itself became a parody of itself later on um what he's saying is which i know you don't really have much knowledge of fear street no but what he's really saying is he's waiting for fear street to show up (laughs) yeah 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 that's true but uh but nevertheless and also that the and i was mentioning the 80s saturated 80s move shows and movies like uh stranger things you have uh aah uh, american horror story i think is 88 uh, what, what was 80 
I had no idea. What year? It had like a year tagged on to the. Yeah, I really wouldn't know. American Horror Story. I haven't seen any of those. So. Hey, if anybody watching knows this, before I look it up, please let me know. But yeah, even that was very saturated. Um, uh, let's see, American Horror Story. Yeah, it's 1984. Why everything in 84? Like Stranger Things literally took place in 84 as well. Uh, well, first season, I think. You had in 1984 was the birth of Freddy. 1984 was the death of Jason. <laughs> did uh, did uh, real real quick? Did uh, um, it take place in 84 as well? The books that's supposed no, to. No, no, I mean, I mean the movie, man. I ain't man. The movie. I don't, I don't remember the year. Uh, I just remember the 80s. It was in the 80s, but I know M Street uh, Dream Dream uh, Dream Child was. No, Dream Master was playing at, on the Marquette movie theater. That would be 84. Huh? I mean, like 88, 89. Okay. I knew it took place in like in the 80s. Late 80s. Yeah, late 80s. But still, even that, I thought that, like, Scream, but not Scream, I think it uh, did a great job with not, like, oversaturating the 80s. It felt like it was really taking place in the 80s. And that's my thing about uh, Summer of 84. Uh, and also House of the Devil, if you ever was to watch that, uh, it those movies feel like they're actually you're like opening up a window. I said and seeing into the 80s right then, and you're in the summer with these kids, you know. And I love that aspect of it. Whereas like with Stranger Things and a lot of other stuff, I feel like they oversaturate the 80s, so you're not really getting a full picture of what it was like. But then again, I, what do I know? I was I was a child. Yeah, I don't. I can't honestly tell you if they, they do it right or wrong because I was literally born in 1983. So by the end of the 80s, I could tell you. But during the 80s, you couldn't really tell me it by the end of the 80s. Just probably what. I think Ninja Turtles was in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was born in 1980, so I remember most you know, most of the 80s. Yeah, I, you know, but I remember I'm, the Turtles, uh, Wonder Years, Monkey Brewster. Uh, I had a crush on uh, uh, Sully Moon Fry, um, but um, but yeah, I still do. Let's be honest. You, know, you never get over your Punky Brewster phase, right? It's coming back. Like, uh, With her, yeah. I think it's gonna be more adult thing. Okay. Is that a selling point? I guess I don't know. Yeah, so, it could be like I Carly. I don't, more know, I don't know nothing about no iCarly, man. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Who, who the hell is iCarly? It was a Disney show. I know, I know. It got I rebooted, know. but it's more adult. I know. Get re- why did it get rebooted? Wasn't it just like two or three years ago? Like, why are you rebooting iCarly? For sure. It wasn't two or three years ago, but. I don't know. I've never seen it. I just know it got adult. It's a more of an adult theme. She's iCarly? cussing and, you know. Oh, well, because, you know, Disney's the devil. Let's be honest. But anyway. But it's not Disney that's doing it. It's it Nickelodeon? I think it's Hulu. Oh well, well, there you go. Here's your answer. It is Hulu. Get your streaming service to work. Stop crapping out on me. It crapped out. I'm I'm here trying to watch ER and it's messing up. You're messing up my buzz, man. My ER buzz. But anyway, that's why you should buy your shows and watch them on your Blu-ray player, so you don't have to worry about streaming. Hey, hey. Well, tell me that later on when you uh, get home and go log into your internet. Oh wait. But anyway, Summer 84. Uh, Brandon, what's your thoughts on Summer 84? What's your thoughts on the on the kids? In the, the kids. 
are really well done. They feel like real kids. They feel like they're real friends. They feel like they are looking for an, a real adventure. You know, I, I felt that they were part of the 80s. I felt they were true friendships. And I, like Davey, like he's, he's like this big conspiracy theorist. And I, I love that aspect. I didn't talk about that in the first review, <laughs> how big of a conspiracy theorist he really was. I try not to kick the table, but sometimes my, my foot just bounces up and down. Don't worry. Go for it. Then you got to comment. All right. Go ahead. Continue. But you mentioned it, so I got to comment on it. You mentioned it in front of the camera, so I really have to comment on it. I can't just ignore you kick the table. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Brilliant. Calm down. We're, people are going to turn it off today. Like, this they ain't talking about no 84. But go ahead. Tell me, tell me about Davey. Well, Davey's, really, Davey's a really good character. He's a conspiracy theory. Character. He's always whatever. <laughs> He's always coming up with these these suspicions and these theories and so this new one is that he's got a serial killer loose in his town, his neighbor. And uh it's just you know what it reminds me of more than anything is Disturbia with Shot LaBeouf and yeah, David Morse. Yeah, I, uh, I got those vibes too. That mean and like that's an excellent movie in its own right, but what I love about this one is it does take place in the 80s. You do feel like you're in the 80s. There's no, you know, there's no internet. There's no cell phones. If you get caught with a killer, you, you get you got no way out, really. You know, and I was thinking this is all spoilers. We're not gonna. There's no need to. All right. So it reminds. You know, I also got vibes of uh, the Burbs watching this. Yeah, that one too. Uh, which is one of my favorite all-time favorite films. And yeah, I got a lot of Disturbia, which is Disturbia is like an updated rear window. It's like uh -huh. an update telling of this. This can be kind of like this. Remind me also of Fright Night, in the sense of um, oh, yeah. is my neighbor a killer? You know, like like at first, you know, uh, at first the kid in Fright Night didn't think that he was um, Brewster. He didn't think that he was a vampire. At first, he just thought. He, a serial killer or something and then like it got oh no he's a vampire you know and it really just came to that like oh what if my neighbor is a vampire nobody believes me and that was and that's what i loved about fright night and then this movie summer 84 a lot of those same vibes whereas wait what what if my neighbor is actually a serial killer you know yeah and i love that i love that aspect of it yeah it's a good aspect it's it's, it's it's a fun concept to tell. Oh, Your movie, neighbor. This, this place, this movie goes to a dark place. <laughs> yes, the movie does go to a dark place, and of course it does. Your neighbor's a serial killer. <laughs> what kind of place are you expecting it to go? Um, oh, dude. Uh, yeah, the kid that played Davy. Yeah. Uh, he's in uh, also in the show Fargo, which I haven't started yet. I, I can't wait to see him in there. He's in Star Girl. Is he? Yeah, I guess he's, he's credited in being Star Girl. Uh, good doctor, and a couple other things. Maybe older, he's, he's so. He's a supergirl. He may be one of the kids that dies. He's a psych. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, no, I think that uh, Davy, Davy reminded me. You know what? He had that charisma that reminded me of a young Corhane. Really, like, like he had that type of feel. Oh, you should knock my stuff down, are you, buddy? But anyway, he had that feel. That uh, he reminded me of, of Corey Haynes or somebody like that. Like, like, uh, and I can see him and his, his uh, eats. I, I see them being like a, a 
Corey's almost like, you know. Yeah, the guy that from Babysitter's Club? Yeah, yeah. Babysitter's Killer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he reminded me of Corey Feldman. He really did. Like, his putting me in those vibes. Uh, like, the, man, I love how the characters in this movie, like, each, uh, he has, a, everybody has a backstory. Yeah. Like, like uh, uh, Woody, mom is an alcoholic uh, who is, uh, who's very depressed and very down because I guess her dad, her husband, her boyfriend or whatever, left her and uh, she just is working hard and she's just miserable and uh and uh you know he pretty much is taking care of his mom but he also has the hot mom so his friends kind of uh yeah you know uh rib on him about that you know which is not funny to him but you know but that's what friends do like literally it's felt like real kids you know what i'm saying that that do real like we would we would rib each other about their you know your sister or your Mom or whatever, you know, because that's just what friends did. You know? Yeah, I remember R- ribbing Nick about his mom. <laughs> oh, I don't know who Nick is, but yeah, hey. he's the even next door neighbor. Hello, Nick's mom. <laughs> How you doing, lady? Uh, Everyone talked about her though. Was she a cutie? She looking? Yeah, she was. She was. But uh, Eats, uh, who was also in Babysitter Killer, as Cole, uh, he was. Oh, and he's also in the Christmas Chronicles movies. Um, yeah, he is. And I haven't seen a sequel. I see you, which that movie. Uh, it's, I it's, see you. What? Which I see you. Uh, this one, I bet uh, you, with the frog people. I bet. Um, frog people. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie. He's in this movie. I, I haven't see seen. You. I see. It's you. terrible. I have seen Stallone's. I see you. Oh. But I was like, yeah, he's too young to be in that. But uh, but no. Uh, he's in Point Break. Uh, the remake. Young Utah. Yeah. Oh God, is he? Yes. God, he was awful in that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> my apologies, but he was. But each, but each, he has a, his his he has a broken home. Like his father and mom fight each other. Like like you can tell that you don't see the inside of his house, but you can tell that uh, that something is happening in his house. Uh, then like uh, the the girl, the, her parents is divorcing. Um, you know, the only one that would, oh, I would say, um, she was uh, really good in the movie, too. Yeah, uh, uh, Faraday probably had the uh, most normal family. Holy uh, and look alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's what I think every time I see this movie. And he had those, he had those 80s, like, bottle coke looking glasses. Like, he totally mm-hmm. looked like, but, uh, bravo to the costume design and the set design, man. We really pulled it off in this film. Yeah, I mean, you gotta say that. I mean, yeah, I think the cast. I, I agree with you. You said they remind you of the Corys. You got another one that looks like the younger version of Macaulay Culkin, and I would say even the uh, the bigger dude was probably supposed to play that chunk like character. Faraday was in Supernaturals, by the way. He was Elliot Supernaturals in like two episodes in 2017. Okay, there's like over 300 episodes there. Yeah, no, 2019, I'm sorry. Don't Go in the Woods in Lebanon, which I don't I remember. I remember Don't Go in the Woods. I don't remember this guy, but... I don't remember him. Yeah. But I remember Don't Go in the Woods. I really just remember the title. It's like, yeah, it's like an 80s classic horror title, so like, kudos to Supernatural. Yeah, now. Superna- kudos to Supernatural, period. Uh, that, show's deep, that show's deeply missed, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but the, in some way, but the but the uh, the characters, man, were all 
living. You know what I mean? They were all fleshed out. Yeah, they're all fleshed out. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the serial killer. Oh, Wayne Mackey. Uh, I know you want to talk about him. Yes. Oh, he was so creepy. Uh, like uh, that's what I want to talk about. Like. Like okay. The, go for it. When you first meet him, first viewing. When I first saw it, yeah. Yeah. When you first meet him, did you did you get vibes that he was a serial killer? Uh, no, I Me didn't. I, I didn't. But then also, I started thinking of, I grew up in the 80s, uh, and my parents would always tell me, uh, well, my mom mainly, would tell me to watch out for vans with no windows and stuff, because <laughs> we, we really was, like, paranoid. My sister almost got kidnapped once uh, by, like, dudes in a van, you know, and it was creepy, you know. Uh, I wasn't there, you know, I don't remember it, but she and my cousin remember it, uh, but yeah. I remember in the eighties was was yeah, I was, was paranoid about like being yeah, 80s was abductions a and stuff. Terrifying time actually. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember I lived next door to a kid that his stepfather murdered his mom. Uh, there was this I ain't lying. But she eventually died. She she got he shot her and left her in a ditch. And uh, like we didn't know what was really going on. Mm-hmm. It was they did an episode of it on Rescue Nine One One and. Uh, I remember his name was Brian, and uh, he, I remember him just moving away, didn't say goodbye, nothing. It's like, where'd Brian go? And then they, this is when my parents told me that his mom died from a gunshot wound from his stepfather. Mm. Uh, it was the '80s was a crazy time. <laughs> I think everywhere, like this stuff was really happening. You know, uh, abductions, and, you know, stepfather's killing the wife. I mean. Mm-hmm. It, it was a crazy time, which I haven't really spoken about that in like 20 years. Yeah, so, we, we uh, thanks yeah. to the podcast, I guess. We're talking about it before. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was like, like I remember as a kid, there was a, a tall tale of, you know, oh, there's a guy named Norman who stabbed his brother over a bag of Lay's potato chips, and uh, you know, and we, we, like literally, we used to, we used to say, hey, don't go in that house. That's where Norman lives, and Norman killed his. Brother you see what Halloween has done? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's part of the '80s, man. That's yeah. part. That's why I can like resonate with like, uh, you know, the Burbs and films like this, and even Disturbia in that matter, uh, because we all had that haunted house in our neighborhood somewhere, or or yeah. a haunted abandoned something. Yeah, and Russellville, it's supposed. It's not really, but it, it's the Sexton house where the girl got struck by lightning. Lightning, yeah, yeah, I'm aware of that story. Yeah, it's crazy. I go by it every single time I come to Bowling Green. Yeah, I remember they said that you can look and see her standing out the window. They boarded up the window at one point, right? Yeah, it was boarded. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I remember that. And then there's uh, I, I, my grandmother, well, my grandmother and my aunt used to tell me a story about a house. Here in town, uh, over there by Parker Bennett, that uh, nobody ever stays in the house. People move in there, but they frequently move out because too much supernatural stuff happens in the house, like uh, the murder. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's always that one house or that one little location. Like there's an old abandoned. Uh, there's a swimming pool uh, in my neighborhood growing up, but they closed mm-hmm. it down because there's a. Uh, it started to crack and break, the pool, yeah. and so they had to seal it with like sand or whatever. So it became a sand park, uh, but they closed the pool house and it was abandoned. And we used to sneak in there as kids, and, you know, which was creepy. But we used to do that. And then the LM train depot mm-hmm. as a kid, that was abandoned. So we used to go in there and sneak in there and there'd be like homeless, homeless people in there, which is not safe. 
don't do that. If you were a kid now, don't sneak in abandoned buildings, man. You might die. But, but yeah, we but we were like these kids. Go ahead, kids, just sneak in. Well, we were essentially, I'm saying, we were like these kids. Like, it wasn't 84 for me. It was more like 93, you know, 90, 92, 93 for me when I was 12 or 13. We would, as kids, man, we would ride our bikes, even in the 80s, like in the 89, yeah. 88. Uh, we would ride our bikes, eight or nine year old kids, 10 year old. We ride our bikes through like yeah. neighborhoods and stuff. And uh, you ever think your neighbor was a killer? Uh, well, we hit one neighbor that was mentally, you know, not stable. Whenever they he was outside, they said everybody get in the house. Um, I know if you know a friend that was really mentally unstable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go ahead and do the story, Brandon. You started. Uh, back in the early twenties, uh, he used to want me to drive him to Nashville. And uh, he wanted to kidnap homeless people and kill them. All righty. I'm not joking. I'm not. I'm not. Because mm-hmm. at that point in time, I was really trying, you know, like to make films and whatnot. And I was, yeah, you thought he would be a perfect. Subject. I thought he would be. What the is wrong with you, Brandon? You guy never play a killer. killer. Because he really is one, dude. <laughs> and my friend Andy, I was. We were scouting one day, and my friend Andy got stuck with him. I, I kind of ran off. I was gonna play a prank on him, and he told Andy, "Say if he doesn't come back, I'm eating you tonight." And Andy started laughing. Says and his name was Billy. And Billy said, "I'm not joking. You will be dinner." <laughs> and that's oh like, my goodness. and Andy started yelling for him. He started calling me. <laughs> it's like it was hilarious. It was so sad for him though. <laughs> oh. He literally would have been killed. No oh. joke. I it, it it's no joke. It's crazy. You it know. Is, how trusting you are with and we're going to get back to number 84 but it ties into it how trusting you are with people that you hardly know back in the day like i remember in the 2000s i rode down to nashville with a buddy of mine you know and like just on the whim he's like hey man let's go to nashville I'm like really he's like yeah let's go to nashville i got in his vehicle didn't tell nobody where i was going <laughs> just drove to nashville with the guy that I, you know i worked with at the theater man and just walking the streets of nashville and going into like like adult bookstores because you know it's we're teens well we're young adults and that's what well this episode is rated isn't it yeah it, it's the truth <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not gonna have a filter and tell you but yeah but no my filters. point my point is in summer 84 it begins on that same note you have uh you have uh davy who is uh Riding his bicycle is delivering new, uh, uh, the uh, newspaper. Newspaper, yeah. And uh, right and he uh, he comes across Mackie, and uh, he has to say, "Hey, man, you, you know, you always the my, my you owe me money." The, yeah, he said, "Yeah, come get it," I'm and, and he brings him into the house, which you don't think much about it. You're like, yeah. "Oh yeah, it's fine. Go into the house to get paid." He probably does it with everybody. Um, and um and he sees pictures on the wall he's like oh man you got a big family and then like he's like well yeah let's help me will you help me move this thing down into the basement he's like yeah and i was thinking about it the way that he does it is like he he, they carry in the chest and bring it down there but he has him going down first and i'm thinking oh this is bad you know like in the second time watching it i was thinking this this is terrible idea but yeah man it's just it's how how easy it is to be like hey uh that's how Ted Bundy operated and people like that because it was easy for them to be like, hey, I lost my dog. Would you help me find my dog? You know, 
or I'm dropping these groceries. I got a cast on my arm. Will you help me put these groceries in my car? You know, and people would help him. And he looked like a normal guy. And then he bunk him on the head and, you know, yeah, it's... Ted Bundy them. So that's what. But yeah, I remember watching the first viewing. And I had no idea what this movie was even about. I just had heard people say it's a good movie. It's a great movie, actually. You would really enjoy it. And uh, so I was watching. I remember that scene going down the stairs and seeing all this. Like, okay, this they're they're really setting this guy up to be the killer. It's yeah, like, you no know, way you, he's actually going to be. You the thought killer. it was a red herring, yeah, right? Yeah, and no, this is a realistic tale of a serial killer living next door to you, and it's just it blows me away because how realistic it is, how mm-hmm. true this could actually, how real this is, and how yeah. it could actually happen and has happened to people that have lived next door like honestly what it really reminded me of was the btk killer yeah he's a father he's yeah a, um you think about uh um uh john wayne gacy he used to like he was a clown right? he dressed as a clown for like you know for kid shows and stuff like that in neighborhood events and stuff and he was very friendly he had tricks and that's what he would do he would trick he would trick people like he uh he Hey, I can get in and out of these once we get out of these handcuffs. And then like he'll he'll replace the faux handcuffs with real handcuffs and then like kidnap young men. His victims mainly men, if not all men. Uh, you know, he was also uh, he would abuse sexually abuse. He did man, it's terrible. This is but this is what this movie's about. This guy has a if you don't really know and this movie never stops to say, Well, why is he doing it? Because the why is not really important. No, it's that he's doing it, and we got little glimpses of maybe why, maybe his upbringing. It, it seems like he has such a distaste for kids. You remember the scene where he's giving them all popsicles? Yeah, and he's just kind of looking at them like I hate you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he looked very angry after he gave him the popsicles. It was, uh, but I love that scene because you know the ice pops. You know, you, yeah. it brought it brought back memories of, of summer days eating ice pops at my aunt's. And my cousins, Jeremy, Candy, and Tasha. So, yeah. but then you see his face, and he's like, I'm glad I. But kids wouldn't see that. Kids, no, kids wouldn't see that. Would see, man, if somebody came up to you, honestly, be real, viewers. Uh, if somebody came up to you and you was a child, I know, I know. <laughs> if Somebody came up to you and you're a child, and they uh, and they offer you an ice pop or an icicle or a popsicle or something like that. Good chances you will took it. Like yeah. I know, growing up they had a big PSA that says don't take candy from strangers and don't talk to strangers because uh, got thing about it, in the eighties there's a lot of stuff in Atlanta. There was the Atlanta child murders happening where yeah. this man was uh, uh, Wayne Williams, uh, I, who I believe did it. He still uh, declares his innocence, but uh, but Wayne Williams. It could have been some more people as well. But Wayne Williams uh, was uh, kidnapping young kids, murdering them, and, and, and dumping their bodies. Um, you know, and uh, it, it seemed like a normal guy, but he knew the routes, and the police routes, because he was a, a photog for like the uh, news. And so it's just, and this guy in this movie, he's a police officer, so he knows everything. And he he knows how to throw the a suspicion off of he does something very very smart very very creepy in this movie we're going to get to it later uh but yeah i think that mackie uh 
was oh, just very, I just thought about something, was very much a what you would think a real serial killer is. Like someone that you wouldn't think is a serial killer. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I feel that completely. Because <laughs> to the adults, he's very likable. Yeah. You know, he's a very likable guy. He's, I would say, he's somewhat charming to, to them. To the kids, he's creepy. Well, to people that are watching, to Davey, and to he's, Davey creepy. he's really creepy. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, and Davey's actually smart. He's, and that's the thing about the kids. Kids see things that adults don't. They always have. Mm-hmm. When we were kids, we saw things adults did. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Adults are just easier easier to be blindsided. Right. But, yeah. but especially in this time, even though stuff was happening, even in real life, people were still trust more trustworthy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, you trusted people more than you do today. Yeah, absolutely. Like, in the 80s, 80s, like, when they say, oh, we could live a door and lock. Like, it yeah. was that way. You know, you know, we didn't really, really, really lock our door until, like, somebody came in my mom's house one night, one day, and stole, like, purse you know we was like oh well, yeah we're gonna start locking the doors you know because you know the audacity of someone to just do that but yeah. uh but yeah it's just man the 80s you were a lot more trusting especially the people like somebody a neighbor you see every day you know you never think that that neighbor and plus he's a police officer there's so many things about him that screams safety and he won't hurt me but but those are all just facades. Those are all masks that he's wearing. His real identity is a serial killer, and uh, and it's just so uh, such a great film. Um, and the parents were so naive in this film. But like you said, that's how parents will truly react. You know. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't believe your next door neighbor cop. And I used to live by a cop, next door neighbor. You had a lot of crazy next door neighbors. Didn't you? Yeah, he he had a bit of a drinking problem. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember thinking, like, because I remember he would come over to the house. Him, him and my dad were friends. And I was like, he always creeped me out, though. Cops creeped me out as a kid. Think about how it is for black folks. <laughs> I knew he was going to go there. <laughs> but, yeah. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say anything. <laughs> no, no, there's, there's a scene in this movie. Where uh like all right the boys the gang is essentially trailing Mackie yeah. but they lose them mm-hmm. and so they try to find them but as they driving a cop car gets behind them oh, yeah, you think it. that it's Mackie yeah uh and uh and they are just so scared and come to find out it's a different cop but still he thinks like Woody thinks he is going to jail <laughs> <laughs> and then like the guys like well I'm not gonna lock you up because I can dare be able to look at your mom, you know, in the face after I've done that. So go home and y'all kids be safe, man. There's people really out snatching kids, killing them, you know. And that's what I want to ask you about, Brandon. Do you feel like to the kids at first, um, do you feel like to the kids at first that this was more of a summer game to them? Yeah, except for Davey. I think the other three, it was – it was just an activity. It was an activity during summer. And I remember doing this as a kid. You, we Going would, on adventures. And yeah, stuff. you would, you would create your own little storylines where you would watch a neighbor or whatever. I've literally done it with friends that you thought was shady or up to something, and of course you don't find anything. But this is the case where you do. But yeah, I agree. I, I well, I, 
don't agree. I mean, I'm assuming you agree with me uh, that they it was a game to them. Like yeah. Manhunt. They were playing Manhunt. It was. A, yeah, yeah, and and honestly, I think that they didn't like. I love how in this movie the kids think as kids still, even though they, let's say Davy is thinking, still a higher form of thinking, mm-hmm. but still he's still thinking in a kid's mentality because he thinks, oh well, we just blame blaming on raccoons. The the garbage can't be enough though. We're blaming on raccoons. Oh, uh, in the digging in the yard, we're banging on raccoons. Just anything. He didn't find. He didn't really think that there was a real. Uh, he didn't think that there was a real consequence behind anything until he really seen the consequences of his action at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's when he really saw the consequences of his action. And, uh, and the movie has such a great end. We ain't even gonna touch that yet, but. Yeah, I agree with you though. They, I think that they were just playing the game until that game start playing them. <laughs> and it plays them really mm-hmm. hard in the end, but with one character at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get to it. But but yeah, and you know they wanted to stop. The friends when it got real, uh, the Corey Feldman like character wanted to stop. And the little Cully Culkin character wanted to stop. Even Woody was like, "Come on, man, this is a fun anymore." Yeah. You're, you're, you're talking crazy. This is... We can get in serious trouble. He is a cop. Yeah, when you go into breaking and entering and, you know, um, you know, they went to the neighbor's house. That, that part reminded me of uh, the Burbs when they went to uh, um, that one neighbor's house because they thought that uh, the Clopexes killed him. Mm-hmm. You know, because they found uh, his toupee and, you know, Queenie, his dog or whatever. Uh so yeah, I just um, it is it, such. Ah, oh, I'm now I'm thinking about birds. I'm gonna get back, but this movie is part par with that because it it the authenticity behind it, and I felt like the uh, kids um, were just playing a game until the stakes got raised. But then like the, like Davy for Davy, he's like I can't stop. We gotta, you know, it's up to us. He couldn't stop. And and this is like this is the movie that's like like we've seen movies like this before with kids like Stranger Things or what other kids. But it's up to us to stop this. What if what you're trying to stop stops you? And like it's real life. It's not it's not real life to think. Well, yeah, a bunch of kids are gonna truly stop a serial killer. Yeah, it's not. It's so this not, is where it's not so much like. Like the Goonies or even Stranger Things or the Mods, not Mods, but Monster Squad. Mod Squad. Yeah, I always say Monster Mod Squad when I'm thinking of Monster Squad. I don't know why, but yeah, or Night of the Creeps. Any of those films that deal with kids having to stop whatever the enemy is. Mm-hmm. This is where it's different because it's not going to end the way they think it's going to end, and yeah. it really wouldn't end the way you think it's going to end. Kids are not going to take down a serial killer. Yeah, I don't care. So they, uh, so they, they do a bunch of things where they first uh, find out the guy's schedule. He's, he, you know, he does this on Monday. He runs every night. Yeah. He does, you know, and then like they try to just monitor him from for first, uh, try to get evidence that way. Then eventually they escalate to uh, checking his trash. Then from there to going into his, his back of his house to shed to eventually inside his house. Um, you know, 
and uh, there's a point where he sees him, see, sees him watching him. Yeah, it reminds it reminds me a lot of Fright Night as well when uh, uh, he's about to bite the girl, and he looks and he sees uh, he sees uh, Charlie, Charlie, yeah, Brewster, looking at him, and he stops and he looks at him and he takes his hand and closes the curtain like this. That's what remind me of like like he's like looking with binoculars and just having to look. And he got his own binoculars looking at him the whole time. I was like, oh, that's so creepy. Yeah, it is. That's so creepy. I mean, it. that's when you know you've been caught, you're in trouble. There's no, you're not getting, you know, you're just not, you're getting away with it. You're not. You should stop. You should stop. It's time to stop. And, of course, he can't stop. Davey just can't stop. They should have stopped. But uh, that's an argument, too. Because, all right. Well, they eventually I, decide to go into the house, yeah. uh, and they have uh, Faraday, who's supposed to uh, keep eyes on Mackie at the uh, fair, because uh, yeah. eventually they caught the killer, so to speak, but the killer that they caught is essentially somebody that uh, Mackie set up to be the killer, um, you know, and uh, like probably playing the evidence or whatever, and he single-handedly caught him, which is suspect too, you know. Uh, the guy that's the, the guy that is the suspect frames another guy. You know, it that wouldn't fly, I don't think, in real life. But you know, uh, dog is barking. Yeah, dog is barking, <laughs> and my dog is isn't helping it by opening this window. But anyway, um, but yeah, no, it wouldn't fly. But eventually, people feel like they can breathe now, so they have this fair. Uh, this festival uh, in this town, and uh, and while they are off in this festival, uh, the kids, Davy uh, in charge, says, "All right, this is what we're gonna do. Uh, Faraday is gonna go, and because he can't get out of going to the festival, his parents are gonna make him go. So why he's there, he's gonna just keep eyes on Mackie. Earlier, we still saw Mackie get a couple of shovels and a pickaxe." Uh, that comes into play later on because they thought, well, that's where they got these things. They got it for that yeah. festival. Uh, and so Faraday at that point was like, man, he ain't the killer. It's dumb. I'm done, guys. I'm cutting it off the thing. I'm done. You're, I'm, I'm over it, right? Yeah. Uh, because you've seen him at the festival with the pickaxe and shovels, and he's like, it's for an event. And that's what all that, uh, it's what all that flower, the you know, compost and stuff is for. It's for that. Um, and so. He's like, man, you just wasted my summer essentially. And then uh, you have uh, Eat sitting on the bench. He's gonna uh, kind of keep an eye and see if he sees his car coming up. Um, but he's already has his own home problems. Uh, and then you have Woody and Davy, and then Dave. the girl. Yeah. They decide to go into the house. And they make this. Well, they're in the house, and they're like, they say he's not the killer. So they make a choice to continue to look, and it's a choice that's gonna bite them. The they could have left, yeah. and everybody lived. I'm gonna say that because somebody dies. Everybody would have lived if uh, they would have left the house right then. Let bygones be bygones. They pushed it too far. They pushed it too far, and it cost them everything. Uh, and so they, uh, oh man, it's so this movie's so smart. Um, and so he goes into, and it's so smart. And I hate that 
Uh, I'm going to get into it. So they go into the basement and they go into the uh, locked room, which is a, a setup to look like um, Mackie's childhood room. Yeah. Which there's a backstory there. We don't know what the backstory is, but in that room is another room, a bathroom. And the bathroom is, uh, we didn't mention earlier, there was a, a, a red ginger kid, they call it, that was missing. Yeah. That uh, that was, uh, that Davey saw at his house when they was playing manhunt. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, and he thought it, said it was his nephew. Yeah, ne- nephew Jeremy or Jamie or whatever. Yeah, he calls him, but it's he's calling his own house. Yeah. So he, I mean, Matthew. Matthew's smart. He's, he's smart. He, 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 really knew the, he knew that later, because earlier, like the kids finally decided to tell the, the adults what's going on. And the adults just pretty much bashed him for like. Yeah. Breaking the entry, uh, I mean, you know. It's, I mean, what parent is gonna believe their next door neighbor's a serial killer? I mean, no matter what evidence is presented, yeah. I mean, you're gonna think your kid's got a wild imagination. And 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 looking at this movie the second time around, and under in the uh, mindset of Mackie, when the father came to the door, it was like, hey, well, tell him why you're doing it. And then. They like well, we thought you was the circus, the Cape Town killer or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and they were like, and the look on his face is like, oh, wow, that's that's funny. Because, but yeah, who the matter is, he is the killer. Yeah. And uh, and so he later on shows up at uh, Davy's house, which is weird. And Davy's like, no, don't come in. I got a cordless phone. I just bring it to you. Or they said we have a cordless phone or a long cord. I think he said long cord. Yeah. Yeah. And so he came in anyway. Yeah. And which is creepy. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he's like, man, no, don't come in. And he came on in his house. When he was scoping it out. Yeah. Because he said he hadn't been there since, like, he was a toddler. Mm -hmm. So if it went sideways for him, he was scoping it out, see where he could possibly hide, which would come into play. And I didn't pick that up the first two times. And I was wondering when he got the picture of him. Is that when he got the picture, or did he have the picture back when he came in his house earlier? When he was younger, was that was that older picture of him? I honestly don't know. Because he got the picture of him and had it on his wall. I so. would say though he didn't plan to kill him until he became a suspect. Yeah. In Davy's eyes, so. And oh man, it's because just, the kid was literally next door. I mean, it would. It would look bad. It would him. look bad. Yeah. The, kid, the cops next door. I mean. You yeah. protect your own little suburbs there. Yeah, it, but he, but there's a there's a there's a part man where uh, the kids uh, go into his house and while they're in his house, um, they they find the body of the ginger uh, yeah. uh, being uh, melted down with uh, uh, sodium Noah whatever that is that the, that component that makes up sodium nitrate or whatever yeah. that melts down bodies. I don't know. I'm not in chemistry. But uh, I don't melt bodies, so I wouldn't know this. Uh, but Brandon, did you know? I don't remember <laughs> biology at all. No, but, uh, but no. I, I didn't. No, we wasn't paying attention in biology. I really wasn't. I remember when we had to dissect frogs. I didn't dissect the frog. I got out of it. Saturday I dissected it, but I didn't want. To. I didn't want. To, I didn't want it to cut on the frog. It creeped me out. It creeped I me just, out. I don't. I don't. Even though it's dead, it just I couldn't see myself doing it. But anyway. Uh, we never did fetal pigs. We didn't have those. Anyway, yeah, some people dissect fetal pigs, uh, baby stillborn pigs. But anyway, uh, yeah, just, 
It's yeah. But anyway, yeah. glad yeah. they don't do it. I hope they don't do it now. But I don't know. I'm sure anyway, they're dissecting something. Maybe they should have a virtual way of dissecting something. Do it that way. We have a computer now. You can create one. Do it there. Anyway, uh, not the real experience though. Yeah, we're okay. We're okay with that. But anyway, we go into the house, and in the house they find this body, and then like they find this boy. We seen a boy earlier that gets abducted. You know, um, and uh, and essentially he's keeping him there. To, I don't know to eventually kill him next. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's taking his time with it though. Yeah, like he's a slow it made me methodical. Want, yeah, methodical maybe wonder boy. if he. He did this with everyone, you know, slowly killed him. And uh, but you know, we've done so many revelations. So he sees them. Then, like when he, like they get the kid, they getting the kid out the house. And he, but Eddie stops. He, he looks at the picture on the walls and realizes the same pictures that we saw at the very beginning of the movie that the camera showed. It was actually his victims all along. Mm-hmm. So the evidence was on the wall. We saw the evidence right in front of us. But we just didn't know what we we're seeing. No, oh, it's brilliant. What do you think about that, man? It is. It's like they were his little trophies. Uh, and they were like in plain sight. Hey, we got uh, Ace. Hey, just got here. Had some errands run. That's cool. We appreciate you being here. Uh, but yeah, man. Yeah, so they get there and it's got trophies. Yeah. It's like all serial killers. I don't. I can't say all, but for the what I've seen, what I understand, most of them keep and collect trophies uh, from their victims, whether it's rings. Even in Dexter, he his is, don't spoil it. I can say it. But other people have other people have trophies. I just picked up season six of Dexter. I'm almost complete. Other people have trophies, <laughs> uh, and they and they, you know, most serial killers have trophies. Yeah. Thanks. Knickknacks that they keep and they and they so they can and relive the moment. Yeah, it's I don't uh, mentally I don't know. I just don't get it, but I'm not a serial killer, so <laughs> Aaron? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a serial killer either. But I know that they uh they love to uh, keep the trophies. Yeah, they love to keep the trophies. Uh to uh to uh remember and relive that moment until that moment it's, it, it, it's it's like a it's a fix. Holds them over. It's yeah, just, it's you watch Manhunter, a Manhunt uh, on, on, on Netflix. Uh, I've seen The Fall. That's about a serial killer in, I think, in London. Oh, I haven't seen that. Um, uh, but Manhunt was so good. Uh, it's, it's how the FBI started the FBI profiling by talking to real life serial killers. They they talked to the guy who uh, murdered his mother, cut off her female parts and stuff. And rode around, had a rode with her head in his car. Real life guy, real life guy. What? I'm not making this up. This guy did this. Uh, they also talked to. Uh, they talked to. Uh, I think they talked to uh, John Wayne Gacy. Good God. Uh, they they spoke to uh, Bundy. Uh, not Bundy. That is. Well, maybe they got the Bundy. I don't know. I've seen some I'm, footage of Bundy where I'm, he actually talked. And they talked to uh, uh, Charles Manson. Uh, they talked to David Berkowitz, who is the son of Sam. You know, I know. Why do I know a lot about serial? I don't that's know. Creepy. But Manson would probably be the one that less scared me the most because he actually didn't do anything. I tell you, he uh, just manipulated the minds of yeah, his followers. Yeah. Uh, but it's crazy. Summer of '84 was surprisingly better than I thought it was. 
going to be. Absolutely. I, and that's what Brandon was saying earlier. Uh, he, he actually felt the same way that it was. Um, I had no idea what I was getting into either. Yeah. So. But, yeah, uh, but they keep trophies. So this guy, uh, Mackie, keeps his trophies in plain sight in his house. So if anyone was to ever come in his house in his living room, they yeah, would see. I, it's just bold. It's very bold. But it is. It's a trope of serial killers that they hide in plain sight and keep trophies in plain sight. I mean, it's just, they are people you would never suspect. Uh, Stephen King, and not Stephen King, but uh, Al- Alfred Hitchcock had a movie called Rope. And uh, James Stewart? Yeah, that movie is uh, it's about. It, I want to. It isn't, it's in the spoiler. This is what the movie is about. Um, it's about it's about some guys that kill somebody and how and throw a dinner party with the evidence right there in the dinner party in front of everybody. And like uh, you know, the rope that they use to kill him is actually on the table. At the dinner party, plus so it's, it's kind of like a, plus the body I think of, is hidden in the chest. It's kind of like that episode of Hannibal. When, when I never seen it, Brandon. <laughs> you almost did it, Brandon. Just leave it there. Well, I haven't seen all of it, but I've I season just, two. Just, I think. Just leave it there, man. Don't but tell you, me. But you know who? I know who Hannibal is, but don't tell me. Anyway, I want to so bad. I know you do. Don't. Fight the spoiler nature nature of you, but anyway, uh, I love that man. That and and uh, and then they show they took the, the stepdad's video camera and they shot everything. So now they have definitive footage that this guy is the serial killer. I thought they were gonna be like they're gonna get back to the house and Mackie done get, got rid of the evidence and there's no trace of that. They, yeah. That they you know they they were ever there, um, but no. They're on a manhunt for Mackie. But no. guess where Mackie's at, Brandon? He's up in the attic. And I love the that. whole time. The whole time. The whole time. He was waiting the for them to go to sleep. That's so creepy. That's so creepy. Yes. The whole time this man is in their attic and it's so smart. It is. Nobody would think to look there. You know what he, you know what Mackie's been doing? He's been watching that Gary Busey movie, Killer in the Attic, I think it's called, or Hotter. Hotter in the attic. I ain't never seen it. I, or I see. I see. He's been. He's been watching. Uh, uh, yeah, that's where Busey hit. Black Black Christmas, the original, because the guy. Uh, hit it out so hotter than it. Because it's Busey. I'd rather go Black Christmas because it's Black Christmas. But you get Gary Busey playing a psycho I, killer. Well, he's always he's already psycho and everything he's in. But, Facts. But he's misunderstood in this movie. He's misunderstood. I really like Facts. I love Busey. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like Jake too by default, but eh, anyway, he looks like his dad. That's about it. He don't have his persona. He was in uh, he was in uh, the Frighteners. You know, he was okay. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was all right. He's okay. But I was there for Michael J. Fox. Anyway, we all there for Michael. We're, we're there for Michael. But anyway, and Lord, Christopher Lloyd, Matt. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, I think he's in that movie too. But he plays the villain, right? I can't remember. I ain't seen that song. Maybe it's not. Was him. it Christopher Lloyd? No. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Was it Christopher Lloyd? I think he Probably does not. pop up in there. Does he? I think I haven't seen. I need to see it again now. It's been years, man. But anyway, uh, but no, he's hiding in the attic and he abducts. And I don't know how. That's my only thing. I don't know how he abducted both of these kids, especially, especially uh, Woody Big Butt. He could have like drugged the parents though. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it might have knocked them out too. It, it never explains. 
neck, but he essentially he kidnaps these. Like, like it shows the shots of the parents in the bed sleep, right? Yeah. And then the camera pans over and shows uh, the attic door coming open yeah. and, the, and the ladder coming down. And for whatever reason, because I don't ever remember Michael coming down the attic whatsoever. Maybe he did in one of the sequels. But that oh, shot, okay. that attic coming down, it just it gives me Halloween vibes. Very creepy. As a matter of fact, I was going to mention this earlier. There was a car in this movie that looks like the car that Michael drove in Halloween uh, when he escaped from uh, Smith Grove Sanitarium. Uh, the car that's in the neighbor's driveway, mm-hmm. they kind of looks through yeah. the flashlight. It looks just like that car from Halloween. Maybe I'm misremembering it, but it looks like that type of model. Because I kind of marked out when I saw it. I was like, oh, it kind of looks like the car that Michael drove. Um, you're probably right. I, I wasn't paying attention to the cars. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they make some movie references. They reference uh, Poltergeist, uh, which came out in, like, 82, 83, 81. 82, I believe. Yeah, uh, so it makes sense that they would reference that. They reference a couple other films. Um, in that, in that, you know, they didn't date themselves by referencing something in the future. They only reference stuff that happened that mm-hmm. they would naturally reference in that scenario. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, so Mackie kidnaps these two kids and uh, takes them to Tidal Island, like an island where he dumps all his bodies, essentially. Yeah. And, uh, and plays with them. So he's beating up the car and, uh, and, and then like he opens the door and it's a trap. He's smart. He's calculated. He's done this before. Okay, before we get to it. Yeah. This moment we're talking about, first time watching it, did you did you feel this was going to be a happy ending? At yeah, all? yeah, I, did. I never felt it was going to be happy. I no, thought, no, no. I, th- I thought I thought that they were gonna honestly watching this when when he tapped on the window and made him run out the car, yeah. and they ran into the woods. Which now I looked at it as a trap. I'm like, that's what he wanted him to do. Yeah. Because uh, he knows it's an island, probably like the back of his hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and. When I made it to that part where I thought, oh, but just jump. That's why I first thought. I was like, jump, jump, and then you'll escape him. You might survive, you might not, but jump and commit and, suicide or get murdered here, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking, jump. Like it was water, right? I was thinking, it's like, it like a quarry. That yeah, they I was thinking, you're screwed. <laughs> Both but, of you kids are but, dying. But then, like, but then, like, but then, like, he's like, uh, here, I throw him off. I'll, I'll draw him over here so you can escape, but it didn't work, you know. Like, because in movies they would do that, like, "Hey, yeah. you, I'm over here, idiot, blah blah blah, come get me, come get me." And the killer is dumb. This is not a dumb killer. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I, I get you, but I'm gonna get him." No, too. this is this is not a dumb killer, and it doesn't feel like you're watching a movie. You feel like you're watching a, a two kids getting murdered, man. That's what you yeah. feel like watching. The uh, the choices. Yeah, man. I mean, I would have jumped. I don't know, man. I just I would have felt that in my spirit, uh, Ace. I would have jumped. Uh, it just makes sense for me. And they would never found your body. Yeah, but <laughs> better than I mean. Uh, That's like, better than what happens to Woody. Woody, I mean the I mean, I mean in this scenario, Brandon, I'm the fat kid. I would have died. Well, I know me, me. Too, because I'm fat too. Yeah, so neither one of us would survive. I can't run. I can't run to the car. So yeah, I mean. He would have killed like Maggie would have killed me. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about it. They, and but I would have got one of those epic last liners in though. Like, would you say, "Don't, don't pee in myself"? <laughs> and then he stabbed you. And I'll be like, 
Uh, if, if it's nineteen eighty four, I mean, I don't know. You, it's, it's the year of the Terminator. You can't say that you would get because honestly, in that moment, <laughs> you don't know what you'll react to. You probably say scream. You know, you scream, you will cry. You say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm crapping myself. Okay, please, this is terrible way to die. <laughs> please. Well, I mean, any way oh. to die by a circular is not going to be pleasant. <laughs> Maybe he'll take sympathy on that. Maybe he'll be like, oh, yeah, you stink, man. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I would have jumped too, honestly. See, I, I'm reading it. You haven't yeah, it up there see, yet. There you go. Yeah. But why are you jumping? You, you're committing suicide. Oh, we mean, right. there's a 50-50 chance you'll die. There's a 50-50 chance he can stab the wrong place and he can live. <laughs> oh, he, he ain't going to stab the wrong place. This man has killed many, many people. He's gonna he 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 cut the kid. Maybe lightning will strike. He cut the kid. I don't think he cut his Achilles, but he he yeah. sliced his ankle though. Yeah, uh, he, like he messed him up where he couldn't run, mm -hmm. and he didn't want to kill Davy. Oh, but he does. But he does to. want to. I mean, just, oh, and he and he, like so. What? Let's talk about it. He's shaking me here. So, <laughs> uh, so Davy gets sliced. And uh, here, no, know, no, 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 Davy, Davy got sliced. Davy, Brandon, pay attention. Davy got sliced on the ankle or whatever. Yeah, and then Woody yeah. runs, he tackles Woody, and there's Woody's good crawling, football tackle, too. hell of a tackle. <laughs> it got play, probably played football. Uh, and he tackled him, and then he like it's like he he orgasmed. And killing this guy because he yeah that's what they do he slices him and I, he holds him and lets the blood drain on him and he's like like he just indulges in that moment I'm like it's it, it, it's a sexual orgasm it's a sexual orgasm when they kill yeah it's how you know let me tell you <laughs> because I have seen many <laughs> documentaries about serial killers I've watched many interviews of serial killers I've seen Ted Bundy explain how he got off when he would kill people. Yeah, that crazy. Why am I watching this? I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah. Because I was I used to write screenplays about serial killers. Perhaps. Maybe. But anyway. So uh the uh Go ahead. He he murders Woody. Yes. Yeah, and then uh which is sad because you know, we Man, want we want Woody to live, but Woody dies. Woody I mean, dies. Killed the dude that looks like Macaulay Culkin. No one really cares about him. Yeah, yeah, we've been okay. I mean, He's the last. I, I and, and this is what I was going to ask you. So, all right. So, uh, Davy, Davy survives. He grabs Davy and says, "I want to kill you so bad right now. This, I really want to kill you, but I don't. I don't. But you deserve more than that. You deserve yeah. to live the rest of your days looking over your shoulder, thinking, is this the day that I'm going to come and kill you? And one day you will be right.' And it's like so terrifying. Why are you still delivering the newspaper? You should leave. Your whole parents should move you. You should get into like witness protection. Go somewhere, please. What is? What are you even doing in that town? You should leave. You should yeah. There's no. Re I will not be delivering their newspaper ever again in my life. We're moving. We. I don't care if but you are working for the news, Daddy. You are dealing with a circular who probably would be able to find you. Yes, but with his background, he could man, we're gonna make it so hard. We're gonna move to Africa. They he. He, shoot, I'm going somewhere. I'm going, somewhere. I'm going somewhere. You ain't gonna come, and it's gonna be strange for a white man to pop up. Let's go to they're Detroit. They're white, Aaron. We're, we're gonna go to Detroit. We're gonna go somewhere where like we. There's no white people in Detroit, but not hardly. We're gonna go to the part of Detroit that ain't got many white folks. 
where you see a white dude that come up like, hey, my name is Mackie. And you be like, oh, yeah, it's Nicky. He's trying to kill somebody. I'm also like some Shady. <laughs> but anyway, that's what I'm saying. If we're going to flee. We're going to flee. Man, if it was a black family in this movie, we leaving. We ain't staying in somewhere. We moving somewhere we around our own people. Where we going to stay with somebody like auntie or something. <laughs> it's happening. We ain't, we ain't sticking out. We, we got another message. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll let you read it. Uh, here we go. Oh, he just he's laughing. <laughs> it's true, man. Shoot, we man, we ain't playing. We do not play with man. Once he says, "I'm gonna come kill you one day," man, I'm getting my seal carry. I'm getting me. I'm carrying some stuff. You, I'm gonna make it pretty difficult for you to kill me. Not today, Satan. I'm gonna. I'm, Did you say Satan? Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, it is not going to be an easy situation for you to kill me. So, no. so Mackie's got a demon in him. No, he is the demon. He's the demon. He's the demon. So we went full supernatural now. No, no, I ain't even going to the supernatural, but this man has a spirit about him that is evil. He loves to kill. And multiple people, they were multiple muddy bodies over at that yeah, I mean, island. People have done it a lot. Real, realistic people that do this, something is, that they're not human. Yeah. In you know, in, in nature, I mean, they're they're not they don't have any humanistic ability. I mean, you know, you qualities. know what I mean. Qualities, yeah. They're gone. Their soul is gone. Yeah, and, and even their even their like coming like Ted Bundy's charm and stuff was only superficial. Yeah, it's only superficial. Like deep down is uh, like uh, you know, think about uh, uh, what's one of eight people, Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. yeah. He was like someone's son, and literally they're all somebody's son. Yeah, but like, like Jeffrey Dahmer, like, yeah. Now we look at him we're like, oh, yeah, he's serial killer, you know. But if you if I see him out in the street, I wouldn't think that. I'm like, oh, well, man, I don't know. I might. Have. He looked weird, but you know. I no, I mean, but I met some really weird people that I would have thought could harm anyone, realistically harm somebody. Right, let me tell you, my uncle lived in Detroit, and uh. He he actually worked with a serial killer, uh, and didn't know that he was a serial killer. This he wanted time. to move to Detroit. No, I'm <laughs> saying I might. Well, he serial killer kill uh, like ladies, so I should be fine. But anyway, <laughs> but, as long as you ain't dressing up like one, he should be yeah, fine. I should be, I should be fine. <laughs> he actually was a serial rapist dude, serial stuff. Yeah. But uh, but but yeah, and he says he remember being in the room with this guy and felt felt uneasy with this guy. Just talking to him, he's like, man, this dude crazy. And he wasn't surprised when the, when it came out that dude was a killer. He's like, I am not surprised, you know, because that's they worked at like the water treatment plant, and that's like he dumped the bodies like somewhere like it's just creepy. Also, don't drink the water there clearly. Uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and conclude this. We didn't went over an hour. All right, so uh, it ends with him riding his bike, delivering his newspapers. Uh, the girlfriend that the girl he likes is moving away. Uh, his best, his two friends aren't even talking to him. It seems like. Nah. Seems like they just are done with him. I mean, yeah. Did you get that vibe? Like, oh, I definitely got that vibe. Yeah. I mean, I can't blame him. I mean, it's his fault that Woody's dead. I mean, and that's what ultimately this whole movie boils down to: it is your fault, Davy. Everything happens because of Davy. Now. Yes, this one kid survived because of Davy, but your friend died because of you. 
That's it. That's it. Heavy stuff. It all started off as fun and games, and then you know, it ended with someone losing their life. Yes. Uh, yes. Sarah Mom with uh, 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 I forget her name. But yes. Uh, yeah, I forget her name. I know. Uh, but I'm looking at her face right now. I have it in my brain. Blonde hair, yeah. crinkled up little nose. Uh, but yeah, she uh, the kid from Child's Child's Play Three's in it. Yeah. He's also in Lois and Clark. Was, plays Jimmy. Uh, uh, uh um, what's name's in it? Uh, Rosie, Rosie. O'Donnell. No, no, Rosie. No, what's, it, what's her name? Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake's in it. Ricky Lake is, is the daughter. I was thinking she was. Yeah. Um, um, I can't think of her name. I, I can't. I, I, seen I, I know her face. I'm looking at her yeah. face right now in my I brain. I haven't seen it in forever. Uh, I yeah. liked it, though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was fun, man. It was a fun little quirky movie. Uh, she killed a lady with a Fabergé egg. <laughs> That's where I learned about Fabergé eggs is in that movie, but um, but no, '84 was a. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and give our star our rating. We get mark out marks. Uh, so, I'm gonna give this movie five mark outs out of five because it's it's just an epic movie that uh, I think people should see more of. Like more people should watch it, yeah. and um, it's just got some great stuff and the killer is so scary and uh and that's what kill that's what scares me now most of all like i don't get scared over like like freddy or things like that uh i i, I get scared now more of like serial killer movies like like uh zodiac with uh jake gyllenhaal was one of the creepiest movies i've ever seen it just freaked me out because the idea that man can be that so deprived uh depraved rather to yeah. do that, it's just creepy because all of us can be that depraved and push come to shove, and that's what creeped me out about that movie. Um, and so, yeah, that's what, and then also possession movies like haunted movies, but with more demon and demonic possession because the devil's real. But yeah, <laughs> your marks. I'm not gonna argue with that one. Um, I give it five stars, five markouts on the markout meter. Uh, it's a powerful story. Felt real and it hits you places you don't expect it to hit. <laughs> like Poor just Woody. with the, I mean the the, the end, man. I mean it's Woody, a gut punch. It is, and it's like, oh man, couldn't you just kill David? When I first seen it, it's movie, like it's all his fault. When, I mean. when I first seen that movie, that's how I felt. I was like, I felt so bad for Woody. Yeah, I felt so bad for Woody. Like the kid that didn't really want to be in it. He's like, I don't want to do this. You got your best friend murdered, man. And the dude got off on murdering him. Uh, Sybil Shepherd. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was like, man, what is her name? Yeah, Sybil Shepherd. Uh, but yeah. She had her own show. Yeah, yeah. Sybil. I guess so. No, uh, she didn't. No, 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 that's a whole movie about a person. No, it's a show. TV show. Sitcom. Oh, really? I was talking about the one where she, she like, has. Uh, she's also in Moonlight. No, that's a different lady. Anyway. That's Bruce. I haven't seen it. That's but anyway, yeah, as our markouts. Next week we're gonna do Evil Dead remake, and that's the conclusion of our summer <laughs> of horror. I and can't. It's not technically a remake, but you know. Hey, shut up, Brandon. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so this is the movie that we're doing. I've never watched it. Brandon shut his mouth up. I'm gonna watch it for the first time, Brandon. 
and um, I didn't spoil anything. You trying to in your heart and in your spirit, <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's what we're watching. Then we're going to conclude or conclude that. Then we're going to do one summer standalone film and then Stand by Me, and then from there we're getting into Shark Week with DBC. And then uh, are we going to pick up Halloween at that point? Oh, we got a couple. Uh, maybe. We're, we'll be soon getting into our Halloween series. But uh, Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. And we thank you for marking out with us here on the Mark Out Movie Podcast. <laughs>